Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC football podcast. My name is Joey Weaver. He is Mike McDaniel. Mike, we have one last game to preview. It's the national championship game. Clemson, Bama 4. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready. Uh, There have been complaints on social media about it being this matchup again for Mm -hmm. the fourth time. Mm -hmm. Uh, These are the two best teams in college football. We told you that at the beginning of the year. Like, this is not a surprise, so sit back and enjoy the ride. Also, for everybody complaining about the ticket prices, like, this has nothing to do with, like, college football being bad or people being sick of the matchup. This has, a, you know, everything to do with the fact that this is being played at Levi Stadium in just an absolute crap hole of an area. Like, mm-hmm. relative to anybody even remotely interested in watching the game in California. Also, you got two... We'll call Alabama an East Coast team for for this discussion. Two East Coast teams going all the way across the country, and the fans got to follow. I mean, you have this in pretty much any stadium on the East Coast. You have it in in Louisiana. You have it in you know Atlanta, like you've had it in recent years. Like this is a lot different story. This is you know the ticket prices are through the roof, and nobody can get into the game, and you know all as well. So I, I think that's being blown a little bit out of proportion as well. All to say, if you're here looking for national title game opinions, you came to the right place because we got them for you. We got them. 8 o'clock p.m. on Monday. What is it? January 6th? Yeah, January 6th. Yep. ESPN. 7th. Sorry. 7th. January 7th. This is a professional podcast, Mike. Yes. 8 o'clock p.m. ESPN. January 7th. ESPN, among several other Disney properties. Um there's the multicast going on. That's also probably part of the discussion here. <laughs> yeah. The number be. two, the number two Clemson Tigers, a five and a half point underdog to the number one Alabama Crimson Tide. As Mike mentioned, this is coming to you live from Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, California, the world infamous. Um, yeah, lots of stuff going on here. As, as Mike mentioned, there's been a lot of hubbub about the ticket price here. I just checked a minute ago as we sit here recording Thursday evening. Current StubHub ticket price, get in. Get in price. You can get two tickets for $130.47 each, Mike. Pretty good. Yeah, if you're in the area and you're looking to go watch a college football game, that's a pretty good price, except if you're looking to watch a college football game, you're probably not in the area for what it's worth. Um, Yeah, Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara is about an hour south of San Francisco, and it's there's a lot of problems with with where this game's being played and all this stuff. Um, so, five o'clock, five o'clock local time too. So I mean, people don't work, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's right. you know, as as college, you know, as God intended college football to be played, uh, five o'clock local time on a Monday. So sure, uh, Mike, we're gonna preview this game as we've done in the past few years. As I said, this is Clemson Bama four. Um, this is the second national title game between these two teams that we've previewed. 
the third year in a row that we've done a playoff game between these two. These two met in the semifinal last year. Uh, as we've done in the past, we're going to kind of break this down a little more in, uh, in depth than we would break down most games. We're going to kind of look at when both teams have the ball, and then we're going to hit special teams a little bit at the end. Uh, let's start, Mike, when Clemson has the ball. So Clemson on offense versus Alabama's defense. And the, the biggest takeaway that I have here is when we previewed this game last year, as they were going to be playing in the semifinal in the Sugar Bowl, we really felt badly about Clemson's chances because they did not really throw the ball well at all. They were a relatively one-dimensional team on their way to something like a 12-1 record, if I remember correctly. They ran the ball. They ran the hell out of the ball all year long. But when it came down to it, Kelly Bryant could not really beat teams over the top consistently with his arm. And that's why the switch to Trevor Lawrence earlier this year was such a huge deal for Clemson as it adds that dimension to their game that they need to beat an Alabama in this game. I think that's got to be the biggest difference you look at as you compare this year's teams to last year's teams. Yeah, last year when they played in the semifinal, it was a slugfest and Alabama had the upper hand the entire time because Kelly Bryant legitimately could not complete a downfield pass. And that was the difference between the two teams last year. Um, both teams were very good defensively. Both teams could run the ball very well. Uh, Jalen Hurts at the time was start the starting quarterback for Alabama. We knew what he brought to the table and continues to bring to the table, by the way. I think there's an opportunity that you know, there's a chance we'll see him in this football game, by the way. Um, I don't think it will be because Tua gets hurt, but we saw a little bit of that in the semifinal game with Oklahoma. We saw Jalen Hurts and Tua on the field at the same time. So I think that's certainly possible. But anyway, we, you know, we saw that Kelly Bryant's inability to complete a downfield pass was going to be the difference in the game. We previewed it that way, and that's exactly what happened. Um, they had so much trouble throwing the football that Alabama just grabbed the upper hand. And once they went up by a couple touchdowns, that was really all she wrote last year. I think at that point in time, Dabo knew who he was bringing in. He knew he had already, he was, you know, bringing Trevor Lawrence in. Trevor Lawrence had already committed to Clemson. He knew he'd be there for spring ball. And, you know, in the back of Dabo Swinney's mind, especially after, you know, losing to Nick Saban last year uh, for the second time in his, in his head coaching career uh, while at Clemson, he knew that, okay, we're going to need that downfield passing threat next season. And Trevor Lawrence brought that to the table. And I think that's why he knew even early on in the season when Clemson was winning games and Kelly Bryant was playing well as a starting quarterback. That's why you saw Dabo make the move to Trevor Lawrence early in the year. He knew that Trevor Lawrence needed the seasoning in se in, in the regular season. Uh, you know, he needed enough preps under center uh, with the first team offense to be ready to go for a potential matchup here in the college football playoff with whoever that would be, but ultimately with Alabama one way or another. So this is something that's been in the back of Dabo's mind. He knew what he was going to uh, be scheming towards. He's done that all year with Trevor Lawrence. And now we're here. We're in the game between, you know, we're in the national championship game. We got Alabama Clemson for the fourth time, right? The third time in the national championship, uh, fourth straight year they've met in a playoff game. And we're going to find out how ready Clemson's offense is for the Alabama defense with Trevor Lawrence under center rather than Kelly Bryant. And I think this year should, you know, offensively anyway, I think Clemson should have a little bit more success now. Obviously, throwing the football, they're going to be a greater threat. But overall, I think the offense is in a much better spot this year than they were last year in the championship game. I, I have to agree. Um, the other interesting thing about this is as, as long as 
you know, we've been in this Nick Saban area at Alabama. All anybody's ever wanted to talk about was how good those defenses have been. And he's had some of the legendary college football defenses um, that we've seen in that era. And yet this year, that defense doesn't seem quite as impenetrable as it has been in years past. Um, it, it took a few games. They had a young secondary this year, you know, so they've seemed like they took a little bit of time to gel. And in general, I, I think – I don't know if they've kind of let off the throttle a little bit earlier in games than they normally would, especially with as many points as their offense has been scoring. But if you really look at it, uh, Bill Conley on SB Nation did a brilliant preview of this game through the through the eyes of S&P Plus. And if you look at the four primary units here, Clemson's offense and defense and Alabama's offensive defense, the worst of those four units is actually Alabama's defense, which, which – is ranked all the way down at number 12 in the S&P Plus rankings. Bummer. Yeah, there are there are 11 whole teams that have defenses that ranked better than Alabama's this year at S&P Plus. Um, but it is to say that they're not a clear number one. You know, they're not a, a clear favorite. And so they, they can be had. Um, and especially as you, again, you talk about the passing game, the downfield passing game, you've got a, a younger secondary there for Alabama. Clemson's going to have some opportunities. Uh one of the things a lot of people pointed out about the game plan uh, two years ago, I believe it was when Deshaun Watson won that game as quarterback, the game plan that Clemson ran in that game that that worked to perfection was they did a little bit of, of what you saw the Patriots do, honestly, in that Super Bowl later that year where the run game itself was not really going to work, but you could kind of simulate a run game by throwing a lot of really quick hitch passes, wide receiver screens, you know, stuff to the perimeter constantly and what you saw was Clemson was able to make Alabama's defense run sideline to sideline for four full quarters. And by the end of the fourth quarter, they were just done. I mean, Clemson, Clemson scores a touchdown, you know, with a second left or whatever it was. And it was on a drive where you could just tell that Clemson's de- that Alabama's defense was out of gas. So even despite what Alabama's probably going to be able to do on, on a large majority of Clemson's rushing attempts, you might see Clemson move away from what you would consider a conventional rushing attack uh, and, and try to hit them with some of that short, you know, quick stuff to the perimeter that makes Alabama's defense keep running to really test whether or not their depth is able to play a full 60 minutes against a, a bit of an up-tempo spread out kind of, kind of offense. I, I think at the very least you'd see Clemson is probably more capable of doing that than anybody Alabama's seen this year for the most part. I would agree with that. Um, I think the short passing game, uh, for as good as the Travis Etienne has been this year, um, as good as Clemson's rushing attack has been this year, uh, Alabama has a very good front seven, but their weakness, as you mentioned, is in their secondary. They have a young secondary that struggled at times. We saw Patrick Sertan Jr. Uh, in the semifinal game against Oklahoma. We saw how he struggled. So that's just... I mean, he's been pretty he's been pretty good for a freshman, but that kind of shows where the weakness lies with Alabama's defense. It's in their secondary. Ironically, as we'll get to in a second, the weakness on Clemson's defense is also in the secondary. These two teams are very, very similar. But like you mentioned, Alabama's defense for as good of a front seven as they have. I think Clemson is going to have trouble running the football between the tackles in this football game. And I think that the short passing game might be their best friend as far as, you know, still being able to pick up, you know, two, three, four yards a clip to at least take some pressure off Trevor Lawrence to get something going in the downfield passing game uh, in this football game. Put it this way, I'll be very surprised if Clemson is able to get really much any traction in the you know run between the tackles kind of run game 
and uses it for anything other than just a straight up keeping Alabama honest kind of thing. Like I, right. I don't expect Clemson really to get much of any traction uh, in that up the middle run game. I think it's, it's a lot of passing. It's short passing and it's deep passing. I think that they're going to have to build their offense off of here. A lot of pressure on a true freshman quarterback, Joey. Mm-hmm. And as, as we mentioned before the Notre Dame game, he still hasn't really had a freshman moment. And yep. if anybody can make him do it, this is the defense, even all the way down at 12 in SP Plus, Joey. This is the defense prob- that make him do it. Probably saving. Yep. Probably, probably saving. Um, so I we'll have to see how Clemson's able to move the ball against Alabama's defense. Let's turn it around, Mike. Let's put Alabama on offense, Clemson on defense. And I think for the most part, this is a pretty similar story. Um, the the biggest thing here is that this is as wide open, high flying an Alabama offense as we've ever seen under under Nick Saban. Um, Tua Tungavailoa, a you know a really disappointing runner up to the Heisman Trophy, frankly had a ridiculous season. There's only really one game where Alabama has been threatened this year. Um, and it was a game where he was injured and really lost a major piece of his game. Well, he looked right against Oklahoma here uh, in the orange bowl. And if Tua is right and making throws like we've seen him make and as comfortable as he's made them to all parts of the field, to all parts of his route tree and, and his progression and all this stuff. I mean, he is a remarkably polished guy. Clemson's going to have to figure out something to make him uncomfortable. If not, they're going to have a hard time keeping this offense off the board as everybody else has all year. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, You know, once again, you know, we just mentioned this Clemson's front seven, really good, similar to Alabama's, except the defensive line that Clemson has is, I mean, for as good as Alabama is up front, Clemson is like all worldly good Mm -hmm. we don't see defensive lines like this in a decade or two right this is a once in a decade type defensive line joey clemson just lost a first round pick for a full game and didn't miss a beat against a really good rushing offense yeah a really really good rushing offense in notre dame think about that no problem um, so they got plenty of talent and it's not just on their first team on the defensive line. They rotate in guys who are very, very good. The depth, uh, bet- you know, between both Alabama and Clemson, the difference you see with these two teams is the depth that they have versus the other teams in college football. That's why they're great and they keep getting to this point and other teams continuously fall short, Joey. The depth right now with Alabama and Clemson is absolutely ridiculous, but I don't think... Alabama is going to have a ton of success running the football either. I, I think Clemson's going to do a pretty good job, at least, you know, when looking at it uh, on paper with their front seven, being able to stop the Alabama rushing attack, at least with the running backs. The one thing I will say in this football game that it, it's a game breaking type element that Alabama has that Clemson does not have is Tua's ability to run the football, Joey. And Trevor Lawrence has been used in, in quarterback draws and things of that nature but Tua is actually a runner. Like, for Mm -hmm. as good of a passer as he is, he can run, and Alabama uses him as such, and that's something that Clemson does not have, an element that Clemson does not have in their offense. So while I think that the offensive game plans will be similar and that Alabama will use the short passing game, just like Clemson will, to kind of uh, keep the defense honest if the running game's not going too well, I do think that Tua's ability to run the football is an added element that Clemson does not have in this football game. 
So I think that's the one difference we'll see between the two offenses is Tua's ability to run the football in certain situations. So I think that could come into play a little bit. Otherwise, Clemson's front seven is really good. Their weakness is in their secondary. Um, we've seen the defense be a little bit shaky in the back end at points this year for Clemson. Um, the, the one most recent occurrence of that was in uh, the season finale. Uh, regular season finale for Clemson when they faced off with South Carolina in the rivalry game. Jake Bentley went over 500 yards passing, and we know what kind of quarterback Jake Bentley is. He's really good when he's on and really bad when he's not, and he was able to throw all over that Clemson defense. That is a little bit concerning. Um, Kellen Mond had a big game against that Clemson secondary early in the year as well in that shootout that they had with Texas A&M. So uh, there is a weakness there in Clemson secondary, just as there is with Alabama secondary. So that is something that we'll have to keep an eye on. But this is going to be a very similar game plan. But I think where the difference is between Alabama's offense and Clemson's offense is to his ability to run. Mike, if I tell you that the Clemson-Bama game is going to feature a quarterback who can make all the throws and also is a remarkably dangerous runner, you feel like we've seen that before? Yep. We've seen that before, Joey. Kind of sounds like Deshaun Watson to me. I don't know. Just a, just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, left-handed Deshaun Watson, for what it's worth. Yes. Uh, so it's interesting to me, Mike, the Clemson defense, if you just look at, like, on a per-game basis, the teams that they've played, what would you guess is the highest yards per carry over the course of a game that Clemson has allowed all year? Just what, what would you guess the number is? The most yards per carry? Three and a half. Uh, it's above that. Four. It's below that. It's 3.98 from Pittsburgh in the ACC championship <laughs> game. Clemson hasn't given up four yards per carry to anybody all year. Now, have they played a really like solid two-dimensional offense in that point? Eh, you know, not necessarily. But the fact that they have been so effective at shutting down everybody's run game for 13 games in a row tells me that as good as Alabama's rushing offense can be, it's going to have to be something unconventional like a, you know, to a scrambling or, or, you know, something like that, right, to where I don't know that you're going to be able to be effective Alabama just lining up and, and trying to play big old man ball, you know, run, run the ball between the tackles. You're going to see Alabama spread it out in the same way you're going to see Clemson. Um, frankly, at this point, these two teams in a lot of ways on both sides of the ball are kind of that Spider-Man meme where they're just like, like you know, pointing at each other, right? Like they're a lot of ways they're the same team. Um, Alabama has kind of evolved into this spread offense kind of thing, and Clemson's defense has kind of evolved into this Saban-esque dominant, you know, impenetrable defense. And next thing you know, Clemson is – more or less what I would refer to as kind of fun Alabama. Like there's a little more personality there. The coaching staff is a little more amiable and there's some more personality on the players and they're allowed to talk to the media and stuff. But other than that, these are like more or less the same team. They've got wildly, you know, talented defenses, wildly talented skill players on offense. There's not a lot of weaknesses. Um, and, and honestly, if, if you look at both of these teams with the ball, I think the only real way that you're going to see consistent movement here is kind of that simulated run game to the perimeter, A, or B, the downfield passing game. You're going to see, you know, Trevor Lawrence versus Tua Tungavailoa trying to throw the ball down the field, and whoever does it better and whoever secondary covers it better, they're going to be the ones that come away with the win here, frankly, Mike. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, 
unless there's just some ridiculously athletic, which I mean, don't put it past either of these two teams with the talent we're going to see on the field, like some ridiculously athletic play made in the running game where Travis Etienne breaks one loose or Damian Williams, you know, shakes a guy and takes it to the house or Damian Harris, sorry, shakes mm-hmm. one and shakes a guy and takes, takes it to the house. I mean, that's the kind of thing we're going to be talking about here. Um, I, I don't think there's going to be a ton of success in the running game. Uh, I, I, tend to agree with you as far as the passing game is concerned i think it's really going to come down to who makes that one mistake and if neither one makes the mistake who has the ball last sort of thing like i I don't know it's it's so even like it really is so even and Mm -hmm. that's what it that's what it boils down to now mike here's the big thing is that alabama does have one major achilles heel on their team and it's their special teams Alabama special teams, If you, again, reading this Bill Conley preview article, uh, in S&P Plus, Alabama special teams, way down there, like at the bottom, you know, barely inside the top 100. Yep. There's one problem with that. Clemson also has one Achilles heel, and it's also their special teams. Real bad. Speaking of the Spider-Man meme, two teams that are great on offense and great on defense, and neither one of them is really any good at special teams. Uh both of these teams in particular, as it relates to the place-kicking game, it has just been an adventure. <laughs> Both of these teams struggling to hit field goals and extra points. Uh, Clemson comes out to just south of 65% on field goals all, all year. Alabama just south of 74% on field goals. Neither team better, you know, well, at least Alabama has missed on eight of their 90 extra points this year. Like, Place kicking, at the very least, is going to make or break this game. I have a weird feeling for one of these teams. Yeah. See, the great thing about Alabama and Clemson is that all year, like, you could miss an extra point. It's not really that big of a deal, right? Or you could, you know, I guess you could kick a field goal every once in a while. They score so many touchdowns that it usually doesn't matter. Um, Mm -hmm. This is the type of game where it matters. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, hold your breath. Yeah. I mean, hold your breath. I don't know. You know, it's really hard to say who even has the upper hand in special teams. Neither unit is good. Um, Neither unit is even mediocre. I mean, there are 130 teams in the FBS and both Alabama and Clemson are just barely inside the top 100 S&P plus. So, uh, you know, they're more bad than mediocre on special teams, which is ironic considering how solid they are on both offensive defense. It's, it's strange to think that a couple of teams, especially with how good they are in defense and how fundamentally sound they are in so many aspects of the game, could get to such a thing as special teams where it's it feels so so basic and confined. There's not I don't feel like there's a lot of like scheming you can do one way or another on special teams. It's just stuff like stay in your lane and block your man and like simple stuff like that that these teams both really seem to struggle with. So I I'm calling my shot now, Mike. There's going to be something special teams related in this game that makes a huge difference, way more than it should, and it it might come down to a mistake more so than a you know a, somebody making a really great play. Think back to what was it three years ago in the national title games? Alabama goes for the onside kick that they picked up on because they saw something on film from Clemson. Their kickoff, uh, the, the kickoff return team left a wide open spot on the other side of the field, and Alabama ran back, ran down and picked up the ball. 
right? So like something silly and small like that, I feel like very well could kind of break this game to some degree for one of these teams. I don't know which one, but it feels like somebody's going to make a real mistake that's going to cause a major difference here. And that onside kick completely swung that national championship. I mean, Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson was unbelievable in that national championship game. But that one onside kick that got the ball, the surprise onside kick, might we add, they got the ball back for Alabama completely changed the game because they were trading scores for the entirety of that football game, Joey. Mm-hmm. And Alabama needed to find the upper hand because Saban said, okay, we can't stop Deshaun Watson. So let's kick an onside mm-hmm. when it comes down to that. And you have the greatest college football coach, in my opinion, anyway, of all time deciding, okay, we got to kick an onside here because we can't stop him. And acknowledging that relatively, I mean, I mean, it wasn't too late in the game when that happened, um, acknowledging that and saying, we're not going to stop them. So we better get ahead and start scoring before they do. Um, that could make the difference in the football game. So we just mentioned, okay, it might come down to a mistake by Tua or a mistake by Trevor Lawrence. Let's throw that out. If they both play a perfect game, I'm with you. I think we put the money on a mistake being made in special teams or a play being made on special teams. And that's deciding the football game. There's a better chance of that happening than even for true freshman Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion, anyway, to make a mistake for as well as he's played. He's not playing like a true freshman. And Dabo's going to put Trevor Lawrence in a position to be successful where as long as he's comfortable, he's not going to make a boneheaded play. He hasn't done it yet. This is the best. Uh, this is one of the best defenses he's played, if not the best defense he's played. And if he's not going to make the mistake in this game, it's really going to come down to his special teams. Mm-hmm. 100% it will. I I think that is literally what we're, what we're talking about right now. Those are the two things that can and or will swing this game. In, the only other thing that even comes to mind would be like another to a, you know, banged up injury. But then again, we saw that in the SEC championship game and all that had to happen was Jalen Hurts comes in and takes the team to a win, right? Like, so even if that happens, that in and of itself might not change the game for Alabama. Uh, I, it really feels like it is A, a Trevor Lawrence freshman moment, or B, a special teams gaffe by one or two of the one or the other of these teams, and, and that'll be it. Yep. I, I think this kind of this kind of goes without saying, but Alabama's got the upper hand in the in the quarterbacks uh department in that they have two guys who have won a national championship, right? Mm-hmm. Um Clemson has zero, which doesn't matter, but it matters if Trevor Lawrence gets hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if Tua gets hurt, Alabama will be fine. Uh, if Trevor Lawrence gets hurt, this game's over. I mean, Chase Bryce, I, I four-star recruit, all that stuff, great. Um, he's not ready for this game, right? So that's the only uh, – that would be a bummer for all of us if something were to happen to Trevor Lawrence. So, you know, you hope nobody gets hurt in these games. We just mm-hmm. see the best of both teams like we've seen the last few years, but – that's the one area where this thing could really get wonky is if Clemson loses a quarterback. Yeah. We're talking. Okay. If Alabama loses to a, to an injury, fine. They bring in Jalen hurts. He's won a national title. He's lost like basically zero games as a starter. I mean, he's only lost a handful of games as a starting quarterback for Alabama before he lost his job to a, like, you know, they would be fine. Clemson would not. So that's, that's Mm -hmm. another thing that kind of goes without saying, but it's probably worth mentioning. Yeah, if Chase Bryce has to come into the game for Clemson and right. we get confirmation that Trevor Lawrence is out, go fire up your live betting machine and put it all on Alabama because yeah. 
it's going to go downhill real quick. Clemson's going to have problems moving the ball. The defense is going to wear out. Alabama's going to roll. That's that's it. But until that happens, this is a super even game. And at the end of the day, Mike, the S&P Plus projection for this game, Alabama 30, Clemson 29. It has a one-point game on a neutral site to tell you just how even these teams are. And once again, when teams are ultra even, it's usually one or two special teams plays that can make a huge difference in the game. S&P Plus says it likes Alabama by one point. The spread here is five and a half points. The total is 59 and a half. Clemson, Alabama, four. Who you got, Mike? I, um, okay, so at the beginning of the year, I wrote an article for Inside the ACC, just kind of like previewing the entire season, right? Um, Top to bottom, the entire conference. Mm -hmm. I picked... Clemson to beat Alabama in that article. By how much? Uh, did I put a score? Good podcasting. How about you give me your pick first, and I will let you know. Look I'll look this up right now. Good I'm going to call my shot right now. I'm I know shot. Mike well enough. I know Mike well enough to say that he did not pick a score in that article. I think I. You know what? Um, you know, you might be right, but I also think I might have picked a score just because it was the. <laughs> It was the massive, massive preview article. But I'll be able to tell you in about 30 seconds. Give me a minute. I got gotcha. you. Okay. So from a gambling perspective purely, this line opened at six and a half. Uh, it has gone down to five and a half. Uh, my, my gambling instincts here say just take the points. I expect a close game. We're saying that one or two plays is going to totally change it either way. It could be for either team. Um, these two teams are pretty much – you know, identical in terms of what they're capable of stylistically and production wise on both sides of the ball. I just don't know that I can lay the better part of a touchdown, even as much as we have kind of all agreed Alabama is the best team in the country all year long. I think Clemson to some degree has proven at this point that they're not far behind. I mean, we talked about going into the cotton bowl, how much Clemson had not seen a defense like Notre Dame's all year. And then they went and put 30 points on them. Notre Dame's defense in a lot of ways ranks higher than Alabama's does. And if you're telling me that Clemson can score 28 to 30 points in this game, I don't know if that's necessarily enough to win, but I think at the very least it's, it's enough to feel decent about covering five and a half. Um, I'm going to take Clemson to cover. I, I don't know. I, I feel a little ballsy taking them to win the game outright, but you know what, Mike? Let's do it. I'm going to say Trevor Lawrence is, is going to complete the dream team season and Clemson becomes the first team ever to go 15-0 and, uh, and win the national title. I, I'm going to take Clemson. Take them to cover. Take them to win the game outright. But I think it's ultra close. Give me Clemson something like 35-34. And that would take us over, right? That would be that would hit the over, I believe. Yeah, I feel decently about the over for what that's worth. 59 yeah. and a half points, I – we, we talked about this a little bit is that this either turns into a, a, like a punt fest or like a big 12 game. I, I, there might be a little bit of in between, but I, I kind of lean a little bit towards big 12 game because as we've talked about, I really kind of feel like the only way these teams are going to move the ball is throwing the ball down the field. And I tend to believe that they're going to have more success doing that than they're going to struggle to do it. So I, I think it's a little bit more of a high scorer kind of thing. Uh, I'm with you. I uh, I just pulled up my article. You do know me very well. I did not put a score. Boom, so nailed it. 
surprise. Uh, that was my pick of the week, by the way, is that Mike was not going to not going to name score. <laughs> oh, good. Good for you. I'll, I'll already pay you out. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I picked Clemson over Alabama. And real briefly, I said these are two most talented, well-coached teams in the country. I think the last game of the year features anybody other than these two teams. We've been robbed. Well, good news, Joey. <laughs> we have we have not been robbed. Right. Um, so I almost feel obligated to pick Clemson. I called it the beginning of the year, which, by the way, I'm not going to act like that was like, you know, an amazing pick or something like that. I mean, these are two best teams in the country. And I said it then in August. We said it on this podcast. We've been telling you all year that this is what it was going to be. Um, we're here. So things went chalk. Sorry. But these are the two best teams in the country. I feel obligated to pick Clemson to win the football game. I, with that being said, I'm a little, I'm a little bit nervous about Trevor Lawrence and I'm not nervous in that. I think that he's going to play a bad game or an off game or anything like that. I just think that he might commit a turnover that might be the difference, Joey. Mm -hmm. Um, So my, my gut is telling me Alabama wins. Uh, and Clemson covers. I am going to go with you, though. I'm going to say Clemson wins the game outright. Yeah, go ACC. Uh, I feel like we have to do this on this podcast. I called it at the beginning of the year. I would be stupid to go against that now. Um, I think that Clemson will be able to make one more play, even despite a Trevor Lawrence mistake. I don't know. Um, but I think they definitely cover five and a half. Uh, it actually opened at six and a half. If you got in on that, congratulations. I did, so I feel good about that right at this very moment. Uh, I think Clemson can definitely keep this within a touchdown. I think they can damn near win the thing, if not win it outright like we just talked about. And I'm with you uh, as far as the the comparison to like a Big 12 game. Um, I you know I don't think there'll be like 75, 80 points or anything like that. But every time that Clemson and Alabama has gotten together, with the exception of last year, I mean, there were some points scored in last year's game as well, but Clemson had a lot more trouble moving it. But you think of Clemson's, you know, top offenses that they've had, you know, back when they had Deshaun Watson in the two national championship games that were played between these two teams, they were higher scoring. And I think that that manifests itself again. I think these two teams will throw the ball a ton. You have two really, really strong defenses that at the end of the day might not be able to stop the other one. Um, so that's I mean, that's what happened the first time. It's what happened the second time. It's why we keep getting shootouts in these things between these two teams with elite, elite defenses that can literally stop any other offense in the country. They just can't necessarily stop each other. They're the same team. So I got Clemson to win and cover. Uh, I think it'll be a thriller. Uh I, I'd be very surprised if we get anything otherwise. I think this will be a last possession, last two or three minutes type of game. Um, it's It's been that way every time these team two teams have met in the national title game anyway. I think that's what will happen here. And I think the game goes over 59 and a half. I think that's if, if you're going to make a bet on this game, I think you feel really, really good about the over, Joey. I think that's the absolute bet to make. If you're going to make one pick in this football game, I think you bet the over. I agree. I think I think the over is the play here if you're going to bet it. Um, Mike, I, I laughed a couple minutes ago because you mentioned that like Trevor Lawrence is going to make a mistake and throw an interception or something like that. And I laughed because I was pulling up his stats. Mike, 
Trevor Lawrence has thrown 365 passes this year. He's thrown one pass for every day of a calendar year. Do you know how many interceptions he's thrown? How many interceptions has he thrown, Joey? Quattro. You don't have to be good at Spanish to know how many that is. Yes. He's thrown four interceptions in 365 passes. Like, and and that's comical to me that a freshman like that has done that. You know, that's what I'm talking about. He hasn't had a freshman moment. Right. Like that's, that's crazy. You know what he's got in common with Tua Tagovailoa? He's thrown four interceptions this year. Tua has also thrown four interceptions this year. If, we're, even. Banking, if we're banking on either of these guys to turn the ball over, we're, we're just projecting something that hasn't happened, right? right. Like right. a combined eight interceptions across, what, 28 games for these two dudes? Like that's crazy. So, yeah, I – it's going to be interesting to see. Here's the other thought I had, Mike. Um, I want you to picture yourself uh, on Monday morning, January 7th. You're standing in a Vegas sports book. Clearly, you're hungover. You're regretting all the things you did last night. It's it's a classic, you know, tale as old as time in Vegas, right? On a Sunday. Right. Well, on a Monday. On a Monday, right? Well, well yeah. But or Sunday on, on, or... Yeah, you went nuts on Sunday. You know? Nobody knows the days in Vegas. It's fine. You look up at the you look up at the board in the sports book and you see Clemson, Bama, Pickham. So you're not getting the five and a half with Clemson. And you're gonna put a bet on one of those teams. Which one are you betting on? Is it still Clemson? Nope. I don't think it is. Nope. I don't think it is. I think if you're playing your odds, you're you're probably betting that Alabama wins. Yeah, if you're getting six points, you're probably betting that Clemson covers that. And the reason why, Joey, is what I brought up earlier. If there's an injury in this game to a quarterback, who are you feeling better about? Yeah, there's there's one quarterback that can be replaced, and there's another that can't. Right, and I think if you know, you got to consider every scenario in a straight up pick 'em, mm-hmm. and that's one that would come to the forefront of my mind. Uh, I'm taking Clemson because I called this in August. I. <laughs> I'm not taking Clemson because I think they're going. I think with like 90% certainty they're going to beat Alabama. That's, uh, you know, I think there are uh, these are two very evenly matched games, and special teams for both teams are very poor. And I think that special teams could be the difference, as we've already seen in a national championship before, as you brought up, Joey. Mm-hmm. I think that could be the real difference. I don't necessarily think Tua or Trevor Lawrence makes a mistake if I had to put my money on one guy to make a mistake it's Trevor Lawrence not Tua Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of where we're at I you know Clemson doesn't have Dexter Lawrence he's not going to be playing the national championship Um, they just showed that on ESPN just now so you know I don't know how much that matters in this game. It didn't matter against Notre Dame. I don't know how much that matters here, how much of a difference that makes against Damian Harris and everybody else that Alabama has in their backfield. You know, in a game that's this close, you're looking for nuances, right? Small areas where one team can make the different, you know, one play or, or one area can make the difference over the other. They're so evenly matched, you know, maybe it's just two as legs. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's, yeah, I take Clemson plus five and a half because I feel good about it. I'm taking Clemson a win because I called this in August and I'm taking the over because it's the best bet to make. The over 59 and a half is the best bet to make in this football game. 
other than that, in that pick'em scenario, I think you take Alabama because they can replace their quarterback, and Clemson certainly can't. Knowing how good these defenses are, doesn't it also kind of feel weird that we're saying the over is the play? It is, but like we since we've seen this game so many times with you know this is the third time we've seen this game with two elite offenses, mm-hmm. so I feel a lot better saying that now. Like last year, notwithstanding, with Clemson's offense not being. You know, Clemson's offense was good last year, by the way. Kelly Bryant was a top 10 passer in the country last year. It's not like he was terrible, but his one weakness was a downfield passing game, and he couldn't get it done against an Alabama defense that that was this elite, right? Um, That was the difference last year. But the other, you know, the other two games that we've seen between these two teams, they had really, really strong defenses. Alabama's defense, elite, elite, much better than the defense they have this year. And Clemson went right up up and down the field on them. And Mm -hmm. By all indications, Trevor Lawrence is every bit as good at football as Deshaun Watson is, at least throwing the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he can spin the pill, Joey. Like, sure he's, can. He's been he's been very, very good as a true freshman. So I, you know, I think these two teams can move it on the other. You know, you have two elite defenses that stop literally everybody except themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So when you have t- two teams this similar, you know, you got to feel good about the over. We've seen this, we've seen this movie before. So I think you feel good about it, despite everything we've said positively speaking about these two units. The last two Clemson Alabama national title games with as good as their defenses were 45, 40 Alabama, 35, 31 Clemson points. Yeah. That's 85 and 66 points in those two games. So yeah, that's over 59 and a half. I think you feel decent about that. So, you know, as, as, as you were, uh, Mike, I think that's all I got on this game. I got, we both got Clemson plus the five and a half and outright. Um, but yeah, probably the, the right bet here is probably the over. Yeah. Right bets the over. Enjoy the game. Like, you know, don't bitch because it's Clemson Alabama part four. Just enjoy it. This is, you know, everybody's calling for an eight team playoff and everybody's calling for, you know, expansion and a change to the system. And do we have the right teams in the playoff? Well, at the end of the day, we have the right teams in the national championship. So we should be thankful for that. Watch this game. Enjoy it. Mm-hmm. We have two of the greatest college football coaches I've ever seen. It certainly in my lifetime, right? Saban's already there. Dabo is, has taken his team now to a third national championship. If he wins this thing Monday night, he's right up there with name that coach, right? Um, Dabo. Oh, I thought you were going to say Brent Venables. Yeah, right up there with Brent Venables. Uh, right up there with Charlie Weiss. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's going to be right up there. I mean, these are two of the best coaches in college football right now. They're two of the better coaches in, in history. Saban's the best coach I've ever witnessed and the best coach of all time, by all indications, probably on seating Bear Bryant if he wins it again, mm-hmm. uh, if, if he hasn't already, by the way. So mm-hmm. just enjoy enjoy this, right? And you'll you'll see a lot of articles of people complaining and, you know, killjoys and mainstream sports media, Dan Wolken, USA Today, looking at you. <laughs> I mean, there are people out there who are going to try to throw water on this game. Just try to try to enjoy it. I mean, these are two elite, elite football teams. We got the two, we got the two correct teams in the national championship this year. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. So this should be a really, really good game. Not to mention and not to uh, put a damper on this whole thing. Last official college football game for like eight months. Luckily, yeah. you're getting a good one. You're getting a real good one. And 
we've had a bunch of really good ones recently um, with the Clemson Alabama matchups. And obviously last year, Alabama, Georgia was damn good as well with Tua coming in and throwing that touchdown pass in overtime. So mm-hmm. enjoy it. Enjoy Absolutely. It. Recommended. All right, Mike, that's all I got. Um, by the way, if you're still listening to this podcast, a uh, little, little nugget, we've talked about this a little bit before. Uh, if you want like an instant recap, if somehow this game is, you know, keeps you engaged to the very final second and you're jazzed up and you want to, you know, recap this game right afterwards. Mike and I are doing that for you. Uh, we're going to be right here on, on the YouTube feed. You go find us on YouTube, search for Basketball Conference Podcast. Uh, we're going to be doing a live recap after this game is over. We'll be publishing it to the podcast feed afterwards. Don't worry, but um, we'll be hitting on this game and, and kind of what happens in the immediate aftermath. So, so come tune in for that. And we'll promote the hell out of it on social media. So you'll know it's happening if you forget. Um, Absolutely. It'll be it'll be up there. If you need something to watch while you're like getting ready to go to sleep and you want to see Joey and I like staying up at all hours of the night, um, working on putting our thoughts together coherently. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is the podcast for you. Yeah. For all you people looking for like up to the minute college football content at like 1230 in the morning on a Tuesday. <laughs> keep it tuned here. Keep it tuned here because we're your people. This is the spot. Absolutely. Uh, Mike, we're going to get out of here. We're going to go watch this game and come back and recap it and hope we're talking about another ACC national title. Let's do it, Joey. Let's do it. Uh, in the meantime, and during the game and before then and after then and all that, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at FTRS Joey. He is at Mike McDaniel CFB, and together we're at BC Podcast ACC. You can send us an email with your questions, your comments, your concerns to the longest email address known to man, basketballconferencepodcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. We got a really good email from Keith Derrick today regarding the uh, the standing of Georgia Tech in the Atlanta and the Georgia media market. We'll hit on it at some point soon, Whoa. I promise. Hello. Um, and it's it's very, very timely, very topical. We'll probably come back and do another news dump kind of thing uh, shortly after the national title game. We've got some staffs filling out that we need to talk about. Hopefully we'll have a little more insight on the Miami situation because as of right now, it's looking like Major Applewhite might be the OC, which we have opinions on. Yep. So keep it tuned here. Uh, again, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, the Overcast app, or find podcasts are sold for free. And Mike, tell them where they can find us in the social medias. Facebook, facebook.com slash basketball conference, rate, review, find all of our podcasts there, Joey. Please do it. Please do it. Uh, rate, review, all that good stuff. iTunes, Facebook, you know, send us messages. DMs are open. Hit us up. Uh, and lastly, once again, you can find us on YouTube. Search for Basketball Conference Podcast. We don't have a fancy URL. I think that's going to be the new tagline of the podcast. That, For sure. That seems like the right thing to do. Yep. Mike, enjoy the game. We will uh, we'll talk in the immediate aftermath. Yes, sir. All right. Well, until next time, for Mr. Mike McDaniel, I am Joey Weaver. We'll talk to you again soon. Enjoy the national title game. Go Tigers. We're cheering for the, the, the conference. I think that's the thing to do. That's what the SEC taught me. Absolutely. And until next time, go ACC. Go ACC.